welcome to our show, Imaginative Innovations, with your host, Benjamin and Kellen. Hello, I'm your host, Kellen. And I am your host, Benjamin. In our show, we will talk about new and upcoming technologies and how we think they are going to change our world. And in this episode, it's part two of answering technology prompts, which we did last time as well. So, Kellen, what is our first prompt that we are going to start off with today? All right. Well, I've made a very tough decision, but the first prompt um, is a question from rightshop.com. What is one form of technology you can't imagine living without? Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of technology. Like what, what, what is our classification of technology here? Is like anything, anything that humans have created or like stuff that uses circuits? Like what are we talking about here? I'd say like, uh, I don't know, I, like a wide, ver- you know, like smart devices, uh, laptops, computers, the internet. Um, so we traditionally think of as technology. Yeah, well, we traditionally think of te- as technology. Um, I don't know. I think the thing that would be hardest to go without would probably just be my phone because I don't know. I I guess I use it a lot. It's like for communication. Also, I like search things up on Google all the time. <laughs> just stuff, stuff like that. I think I feel like I I use that the most. But if we were just talking about like technology in general. I, w- I would have to kind of go back to my answer from last time where I'd be like a fridge or something like that. <laughs> I got a little food. <laughs> what about right. you, Colin? Uh, well, for me, I think, I think probably, yeah, like a phone or maybe even like Google. Because, um, you know, Google is like probably the biggest like information like source there is. Yeah. And, but and also my phone. I use it like a ton, <laughs> like more more than a human should. Um, but yeah, probably it'd be hard, you know, doing doing stuff with like without your without your phone because like even uh, just like school and like you know our baseball practices mm-hmm. would be kind of hard to keep track of without you know some sort of device that contains all that information. You yeah, know, we're, <laughs> we're depending a lot less on on our minds. Yeah. And we're just making our phone remember things. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of like, our parents are always like, I used to have to walk to school uh, um, uphill both ways in the snow <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. But it's more like I had to live without like my phone and technology. I don't know. It just, nowadays that seems like it would be so hard. Like you have a question, you can't go to Khan Academy. You have to open up like the encyclopedia. <laughs> like just like, What? Um, yeah. One thing that I think you did bring up that was an interesting point, though, was about how much you use your phone. Um, I kind of th- I think this kind of brings up a question. Um, do you think technology addiction is a real thing that needs to be solved? Like, do you think it's a real problem? Well, I was just about to talk about like how how much we depend on on like our phones and mm-hmm. and, you know, those devices, because I was I was about to say, like, like in the future, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk to our kids and be like, oh, we had to remember stuff because with phones now, you can just like put it in your phone and then it'll tell you like five minutes before or like mm-hmm. you can set a reminder a day before. And then like just thinking like you have to like without a phone, how hard it would be to keep track of like when when like buses arrive or like when, they, when sports practices are or you no, know, just like 
like basic communication when you're like not within talking distance of someone yeah, yeah that seems but uh technology addiction i'd say i think as long as you're using like your phone for like the right things like well, yeah, like, I think we kind of went into this last time. Like, what is the right? What are the right? Yeah, things? like what are the? Okay, so, I'll, okay, let me think of a different way to answer this. So, it was like, what do you think it's going to get out of hand, or it is getting out of hand? Yeah, like what? What is it a problem, or like what should we be doing to help solve this problem? I feel like not. Like I feel like it's turning into a problem, but not like a problem yet, because there isn't. I mean, I I've seen like a few cases of like a lot of like technology addiction and like leading to like you know maybe just like really antisocial behavior or even like criminal activity but I don't think like it's like a worldwide problem yet but I feel like especially with how advanced and like reliable we're or like how much we're relying on technology like our phones Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely going to become an issue in like in like probably less than like five years maybe maybe less than 10 years so, so here's another question in your opinion when like what would need to happen for it to become a problem um well well you have a, you have an iphone right yeah yeah and you can set screen time on there so to prevent it happening in like later generations the, maybe like parents of kids could like set a screen time to something healthy or maybe like uh, make make it so they can't use certain apps or like go somewhere on the internet but I think like just in general I think um, I don't really know because I feel like if like you know how like other countries monitor what people search up on the internet yeah I feel like that's like a huge invasion of privacy mm-hmm. just like looking through people so it's kind of hard to like solve that without without like the government you know, like invading your privacy without like a warrant or anything. So the best I could think of is probably just like parental supervision with technology or just like general supervision. Yeah, like I I guess just looking at my phone, it's like I, I just searched up my screen time and it's kind of ridiculous. I like already it's like noon and I've already been on for an hour and 16 minutes just on my phone <laughs> and like I've been doing schoolwork on my iPad and we're doing this on the screen right now and it's just kind of crazy it just adds up and you're not you're not thinking about it while you're doing it it just time flies by when you're when you're on a screen that that's kind of just how it works <laughs> oh my gosh my my screen time daily average is over six hours <laughs> I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> All right, hold on. I, I want to see my what do I spend the most time on? All right, my most used app is YouTube. My second most is Instagram. I didn't even think I went on Instagram that much. I just use it to like, like whenever someone like messages me, I just go on and respond. I guess how a much lot time of, do you spend on YouTube? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I think our audience a, should know based on how much we talk about it. Okay. In a week, I've spent 11 hours and 31 <laughs> minutes on YouTube. Oh my per gosh. day, I, on a day, I spent two hours and two minutes. 
Uh, that that is that's kind of crazy. Not gonna lie. Um, for our, <laughs> our audience members, you can go if you have an Apple iPhone, and you can go to settings and press on screen time, and it will tell you the same stats. And I encourage you to do so because I feel like Kellen and I have been experiencing. <laughs> it's like, wow, I really spend eleven hours on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just I feel like just the time kind of piles up really quick. Oh, I have. Okay. You know, we're not going to talk about my last week's screen time. Anyway, let's move to a different prompt. <laughs> um, do you have one or should I propose another prompt? Um, one thing that I did find interesting while I was searching up for some prompts was um, this thing called behavioral biometrics. So it, this is kind of like an ethical issue where besides... Um, using pins and passwords and stuff like that companies are now like um, determining your identity if you're using an app or something other ways like according to this Forbes article by Jessica Barron um, she said that quote um, more institutions are now using hand-eye coordination, the angle at which you hold your device, finger pressure, hand tremors, navigation patterns, and other hand movements to judge whether you're really you when you log into an app, end quote. And I think that's just kind of crazy. So, Kellen, what are your thoughts about this? Do you think this is an ethical issue? Do you think this is right, or do you think it should be stopped? Um, wait, can you repeat the last part? Like, about, like, something about apps. I kind of like zoned out for a bit um so it basically uses your hand-eye coordination angle at which you hold your device finger pressure mm -hmm. hand tremors navigation patterns and other hand movements to judge whether you're really you when you log into an app um oh. and what do you think about this do you think it's an ethical issue stuff like um that? i feel like it's not it's just like behave like yeah like behavioral patterns i don't know if i said that right but what you know you know what i mean mm -hmm. um just like i think it's just i don't think i consider it like unethical because it's not like invading your privacy or like uh like some like knowing something you you probably don't want other people to know i think it's just like oh like how 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 you hold your hand or like the way you tilt your hand or like tilt your head i don't think like it's just like body movements well here's another question do you think people should have the right to choose whether they want to use a pin or password or whether they want to use biometric like this oh well oh, are you saying that people don't like have a choice if well yeah if sometimes i don't out? think they have a choice should they have a choice yeah i i think they should because at that point then it's kind of like unethical because you're kind of forcing people to like follow some like technology like like security system they probably don't want to follow or you know i i don't think i think people should have a decision as long as because both options are perfectly legal so i don't see the problem with having a decision um kind of another problem like ethical problem i guess surrounding privacy specifically is i know facebook <clears throat> collects a lot of information and it's kind of surprising, like you can go on Facebook and print out all the information that they have on you. And I think it's kind of like a process, though. And 
people are surprised where it's like pages and pages and pages and information. And there's this crazy stat, like with a certain amount of certain number of likes that you do on other posts, um, Facebook will know about as much information as some of your closest friends do, which is kind of crazy because they use algorithms and stuff like that to determine who you are and what you like. And so they can target advertising and sell personal information and stuff like that, which is how they earn Mm -hmm. money. But I guess it's just surprising how much personal information is out there and it's collected without our knowledge. And I know there have been some movements to um, compensate people for that personal information because they're profiting off of it or allow people to stop that personal information from being collected. Um, Do you think this is the right way to go or do you think it's perfectly fine that Facebook has the ability to um, obtain this information so they should have the right to obtain it without um, paying for it. Okay, well, I think that, well, first of all, I know that like the information I had on Facebook was like, you can put personal information mm-hmm. uh, on like on your like profile and you can choose whether or not people can see that type of information. Yeah. And like, you can like protect your profile from people who don't, who aren't like your friends. Um, and I feel like you, you mentioned about like, like the algorithm that you like posts. So it recommends other posts that are like, yeah, yeah. I feel, I don't think that's exactly like personal, like too personal to be like, like, uh, like a rude or like an invasion. Um, but I think like. I'm not sure. I just, cause I know a lot of apps, um, you know, based on like what you've seen previously or like what you liked and haven't liked, <laughs> how they like recommend different like videos or different posts um, to, you know, like, cause I, I, I'm like losing my train of thought. I'll just use like an app as a social media app as an example. Let's use like, like TikTok. <laughs> um, the, it, uh, it shows like on your for you page mm-hmm. it like it's everyone has a different page because everyone you know like likes different posts or views like a post maybe several different times or maybe just scrolls past it without even watching the whole thing so uh, I don't think that's like exactly an invasion but just like a smart way of making sure the user um, enjoys what he what he watches or what whoever the user is they enjoy what they watch so um, but i i guess it's not necessarily that that i was talking about it was more like there when you take a picture and you post it on facebook they have these algorithms to like they can't necessarily use your location to tell where you are but they have these algorithms to determine where you are like using monuments and stuff like that and they also have facial recognition software on the pictures and and they just have weird stuff and is that an invasion of privacy because they can sell that to other companies without your permission even though if you don't necessarily give it to them they can still take it okay i uh, i was kind of like focusing on the first part of the question but i think that like what you just said is 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 very invasive because uh, I know like whenever like on my on my phone at least mm-hmm. uh, it always asks like some type of like GPS app or just like pretty much like any app in general it says like do you want this app to know your location it says like 
mm-hmm. only while using the app, only this once or like always. Yeah. Or like just don't share your location. Um, so but you said Facebook doesn't like even like without your permission, they can they can like know well, where you are. Yeah, like they it may, the iPhone may not tell them directly where you are, but they can still determine where you are using their other sources and from other ways. So it's and it kind of brings up like Snapchat, they can track where you are and they have like the little map. Do you think that's an invasion of privacy? Just like stuff like that where you're not necessarily determining like you're not necessarily inputting information and that's all the information they have they they have much more information than you think and is that an ethical issue should they be more open about what information they have and allow users to choose what information they have um i think yeah i i think that's an invasion uh like you know without like not giving the app permission to know Mm -hmm. where you are but it still like knows like your look your exact location or not like your exact location but like it like a, an area of where you might be i know um for snapchat like the snap map mm-hmm. it shows all your friends like everyone that you've added and like yeah. where they are um but i'm pretty sure there's like a way you can turn it off yeah i think there is yeah so i don't i think I'm pretty sure it asks you like, do you want to do you want to share your location when you're using the app? And you can say like, yeah, only only one using the app or only once or or like just don't don't give it permission to share your location. So I don't I think Snapchat is like I don't think I have a problem with Snapchat, but with Facebook, like if it can just like without even being told from like the phone, like this person doesn't want to share their their location and it being using like whatever algorithm it uses to like determine where you are i think that's like definitely unethical um i watched this really good documentary called the facebook dilemma and i would encourage our our listeners to watch that um (laughs) but kind of on a different note um do you think privacy policies should be more open like they should be easier to access, easier to understand, stuff like that. Or do you th- think the privacy policies are fine as they are? Um, can you like elaborate on what you mean by well, like, privacy? Sometimes you're like trying to find the privacy policy for like a website or something. Um, mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, a website. And you're trying to find it and it's not super easy to find. And eventually you find it and it's like super unclear what information they're taking from you and what information they're not taking from you and the wording is often very confusing and meant to manipulate you um Mm -hmm. do you think that's okay like do they have the right to do that or do they not have the right to do that in your opinion i feel like it's a very clever way of being unethical (laughs) legally (laughs) Um, too yeah i think like it's there's obviously i think there's something like wrong with it because they're like trying to manipulate you into sharing information that you don't want to share but i don't think there can be there's like anything you can do about it so i don't i don't see like a like a i i think it's unethical but i don't think they like should get in trouble because obviously they like they they want to know like private things yeah. And 
like kind of like I know you don't use social media except for like house party Um, (laughs) I I don't know is is that even social media I got that from my grandma (laughs) I I think it's just like a communicate a communication app like a chatting app but yeah I I think it's kind of also like the user's fault um if they get themselves in like a situation like that like obviously it's not all their fault because like they're being manipulated but you know there's like you should like read carefully or maybe uh like don't put all the information you have about yourself online or yeah. even just like choosing not to use the app because like I, I know I, I mostly downloaded social media so I could like like for my friends um but I don't know, I I think it's not exactly like ethical or like good what what like manipulative privacy policies do but I don't think that like it's the worst thing when it comes to like ethics and technology yeah I I think I would I think I would agree with that I think it's are you I think it's morally wrong but at the same time I think they should be allowed to do it exactly yeah um so switching gears kind of um let's talk about something totally different than privacy policies <laughs> um let's talk about disinformation so i know we kind of been talking about social media and this is kind of going off of social media where there's been a lot of like disinformation especially around the coronavirus and like um the presidential election and stuff like that where there's mm-hmm. just a lot of disinformation everywhere or misinformation disinformation i don't know don't know which one it is but information that's not true (laughs) um especially on social media like facebook i know they've been having a big problem with it Uh, do you think there should be more regulations um like this um to protect against misinformation or disinformation or whatever it is um or do you think people have the right to post whatever they want well, I haven't read exactly read all the terms of service of every social media app I've ever used, but I think like um, people should be able to post whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, like there'll be a, they'll get a reaction that like whatever the post is will get a reaction to it, and you know maybe they'll lose they'll lose friends maybe less people will like them or maybe more people will like them and more people will support them but I think like people uh like especially like on apps like you know like Instagram or Twitter mm-hmm. where you literally just like write what you feel or post pictures I think that you know like people have the right to do that if they want to um and so you so you oh. would not support like um the censorship on these platforms or do you support censorship to like a certain level just not to the level that they are at right now i think like to yeah to like a certain level there should be censorship on some posts because you know they're uh especially like you know like posts that are inappropriate for for like kids Mm -hmm. um like definitely should have like an like how youtube has like a restricted limit um like like you can like make a video on restricted mode so that it's only 
reserved for people who confirmed their age is 18, which I know a lot of people lie about. But <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I think, yeah, there, there should be censorship, but for posts that are like inappropriate, that, like that shouldn't be seen so, by a so group of people. Kind of digging into that, what, what is inappropriate? What should be censored? Like what, what, what's wrong? Like what, what, what should not be seen? Um, well, I'll, I'll answer that, like, uh, what, like, can, or, like, not exactly, like, should be seen, but, like, wouldn't be, like, unethical to be seen is, like, um, you know, maybe, like, I'm not saying it's okay to be racist, but, like, if people choose to be racist on a social media platform, I mean, like, it's their choice, uh, like, if they want less people to like them, if they want, you know, to, just be like a bad person and offend people for no reason, then obviously like, it's not exactly like, um, like a crime. It's just not, not like, you know, not nice. So, uh, but so, I, okay. Sorry. So just, just like clarifying. Um, you think, do you think hate speech that should be censored? I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't really like, answer this exactly but i think hate speech will offend people that it'll offend but you know you're gonna like people are like that and it's their choice to like post something like that so like if you don't want to um like see posts about hate speech you know there i know um twitter has a has a like setting where you can mute words on your on your like homepage. so like you can mute like type in a word and whatever like post contains those like that word or like those letters, it will not like be shown on your feed. So I, I think like like apps should be like that where you have a choice to like mute certain like slurs and you know just like hate speech. Um, but you know again like it's the person's choice if they want to post it. So I don't think like they should be censored unless they're committing like a crime. But back to like what what shouldn't be seen, like what should be censored mm -hmm. to like, um, I know I've heard a lot of like stories about like, um, like children seeing, you know, like, like nudity stuff and like just really like adult content. Yeah. And I feel like that should be like on like a restricted, either like banned or like restricted. So, so are you saying that it shouldn't be censored unless it's illegal? Uh. Yeah, pretty much. Like, cause again, like if the person isn't committing a crime, they technically aren't like harming society or like harming someone's like a child, a child's, you know, future. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like they should be able to post what they want, but obviously they'll, you know, they'll lose friends. They'll lose people that like them, uh, by doing that. But again, it's, it's their choice. Like it's their choice to ruin like you know their social standing or to be racist and just be a bad person so kind of an idea here i i just thought of something what if people could choose what they wanted to see on social media i, I feel like this could be dangerous but it would also prevent some potential problems but it might create more problems than it prevents but do you think people should have the ability to censor stuff themselves like hey, it can be allowed on this platform, but I don't want to see these certain things. Uh, yeah, I think that I, that was 
what I was talking about, you know, how Twitter has like the mute words mm-hmm. thing. I think, yeah, I think that's like a good, a good like solution kind of where like, I don't want to see words that like, I don't want to see posts that contain this word or I, I want to, I only want to see posts that are good, that are like, um, that are like uh, healthy to see by people of all ages. Um, and yeah, I think like uh, any, like, I know how uh, some videos have like the warnings, like actions in this video may result to like serious injury or death and like, yeah. don't try it at home and all that. I think that's a good like solution to not like not being exposed to bad things. Mm-hmm. So I think like, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, I don't really see anything wrong with that because you can choose like, oh, like, I don't want to see this or I want to see that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so kind of, kind of adding on to that. Um, I think I've brought this up maybe a few times, but we're reading Fahrenheit 451 in English class right now. And <laughs> it, it, I've, I've been like seeing so many applications to the present day from that book. And I, I guess this is just another one where like censorship, um, like trying to eliminate problems or like conflicts isn't necessarily the right solution to like happiness and stuff like that and rainbows and sunshine. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you on that. Um, I think that, kind of wraps up our conversation for today. This was Imaginative Innovations brought to you by Benjamin Viafor. And Kellen Wu. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> this is our show for today. See you next Tuesday at three. See ya.